dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Mother Natalia. Hey friends, this is Mother Natalia. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is Father Michael's and we are talking about, well, first Father Michael starts out by kind of giving some some nuance to uh, a situation that we got some feedback on from a previous episode. So thank you always for your feedback. And then he starts a conversation about some less productive and more critical feedback that we got on an interview with Pines with Aquinas and uh, what we are potentially doing, what good we are seeking when we're giving um, unfruitful feedback and, and when we're sinning in general, what is the good that we're seeking in our sin and how to kind of seek out that good more properly. And we can just break open a whole bunch of Mother Natalia's insecurities in this episode, and that is for the good of my soul. If you are a hashtag banter hater, you can skip ahead maybe eight, eight and a half minutes after this intro. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. Hello, Mother. Hello, Father. I'm trying to fix my, I just cut you off. Um, I'm trying to fix my problem from the last two episodes of my voice sounding weird by having a cough drop, but now I'm worried everyone's going to hear my cough drop clinking around against my teeth. <laughs> so we might have a new problem in this episode. You're having a bit of insecurity today, aren't you? A bit of insecurity? <laughs> Today, <laughs> have you met me ever in life, Father Michael? <laughs> I'm like insecure about the way I blink. <laughs> you know, That's I, I think, <laughs> and I, I know this. I know we've talked a million times about how you and I are different, but I really, I really do think, I, I really do think that that one of the one of the gifts God has given me is to be, and I, again, I, I don't want to overblow this either, but I, like. When people, in all people, fairness to you, <laughs> all my parishioners, in all fairness to you, all my parishioners, you know this. All my parishioners make fun of me, like they all do it. All my yeah. friends make fun of me. I, yeah. I, I am a laughing stock uh, of many, many people. And many, you many hysterical, people. and you're not and, insecure at all. And so there's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. And so there's no, like it doesn't matter if I have a really bad episode. It's a bad episode. Like okay. if, if if I never had bad episodes, if I never said anything weird or awkward, like th- then it would be different. It would be odd. But it, when it's when it just when it's just one of those, and I'm not saying it's not that bad. The stuff I get made fun of is silly things like forgetting people's names, um, and and doing like it's nothing really really bad. Or I would be insecure, of course. Um, but something like my voice sounding weird, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it, and I love you, and it doesn't sound weird. It sounds fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, speaking of really awkward and embarrassing moments, yes. I didn't tell you about something that happened while I was in L.A., but I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Um, I just, okay, here's the thing. I've met a lot of people at your parish, and I love them all, and um, and I don't necessarily remember all the people that I've met there because I've been there enough times now that like people recognize me and they know me and they're excited to see me and I'm excited to see them. I just don't necessarily remember who they are. Okay. Right. So that's fine. So I was standing, um, by the water pitcher thing in what's that thing called that like the dispenses water? Tank, water? The, yeah. Water. Oh, what do they call it? Uh, conversations by the water. Oh man. You just. 
you've confused me. Water tank, water. What's the okay, phrase? so I'm standing by the thing that dispenses the water. All our listeners are screaming at their <laughs> devices right now. Um, water cooler, water cooler. Thank you. Um, and uh, <laughs> this woman starts walking towards me. And as she's walking, I'm talking with Maddie. And as she's walking towards me, she's getting closer and closer. And so I said, hi, I wouldn't give me a hug because I'm sick. And she was like, that's fine. Can I just get some tea? Like she literally. <laughs> and then she introduces herself. I've never met this woman. I've never met her. And it was humiliating. And Maddie Stop. was like, Stop. Maddie was like, that was the best. And I was like, oh my god. So it is funny, but li- listen, this is this happened. This happened this morning. Um, something similar happened. I went to Tortoni, and. And I know this person doesn't listen, um, but I went to Tortoni, and there's this there's this wonderful barista. <laughs> She's so incredibly friendly, and I love her. And she greets me every time I comes in. I, I come in, and like it's just she's she's a delight. When she's there, it makes my my experience of Tortoni better. And she was chatting over by where you can pick up like kombucha and stuff like that. So I walk over, and I. I sh- I don't want to interrupt her conversation with somebody else, so I kind of touch her on the shoulder, just like because I'm going to reach behind her to grab the kombucha, and she goes in for a hug, and oh. and I and it was and so I so I hug her back, but I I could tell like since my mind wasn't there, she probably realized in a second that <laughs> I was like I'm a pretty good hugger, and it was definitely not one of the best hugs, and it was just and so it was just very awkward, and um and I thought I would much rather I would much rather be the awkward one in these situations. That's I would true. much rather do what you did than make somebody else feel weird for I'd rather assume a hug when that's not happening than make somebody else feel weird because they were the one that did that or something like that. It's just you 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 have to sometimes out of love or charity let the other person be the awkward one rather than the other person. And I that's a hilarious story. And um, <laughs> I love that Maddie thought that was hilarious because it's very Maddie. Um also in her in her love language with you, this teasing. But no, I, I get that. That stuff happens all the time. Although if it if it were Maddie in my place, if Maddie had like done something so awkward, <laughs> she would have died on the spot. She would have just like melted this into it. Yeah. This is um, true. And and it's it's because we melt that we can actually give that away as a gift. We can we can actually give our embarrassment and our struggle and our crosses, we can give them as <laughs> Gifts, mother. <laughs> can I can I share one other really awkward story? I know we probably want to keep banter short, but it's really funny. Um, I don't think I told it on the podcast. I think I maybe told you off air. Um, okay. Off air? Who says that anymore? <laughs> um, so, anyways, I uh, <laughs> I met this group of we like randomly ran into this group of Catholic guys who do like Catholic media stuff. Um, Father Steve and I when we were on a hike, and they come up to us. And the one guy um, introduces himself and he says um, that he's like the, I don't know, founder, director, I don't know, something of, sorry, I don't remember what you are. Um, It's really, I'm just embarrassing myself right now. Uh, I know some of them listen to the podcast. Wow, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, anyways, um, and he says that uh, he works for um, Frasati Company. And I say, <laughs> have I told you this story? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. And and I say, oh my gosh, you didn't know this, but Pierre Giorgio is my boyfriend. And he's like, oh, okay, nice. And then moves on in the conversation. <laughs> like 10 minutes later, the name of their company comes up again, and it's 
Fuzati. Fuzati. And when he says it, I was like, um, did you say Fuzati? And he's like, yeah. And and I can see on his face that like he knows what's happening in my brain. And he's like, I think he feels bad that I've realized um that I misheard him the first time. And um but it was just so sweet. Like when he first said it, and I thought he said Frasati, and I said the thing about Pier Giorgio, he just like smiles and nods and moves on with conversation. He doesn't say, Oh, I didn't say Frasati, I said Fusati. Anyways, it was very sweet. And then but I think I was more embarrassed when I realized it ten minutes after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways. Amen. Yeah, these are these are moments of opportunity for the cross and for holiness. So. <laughs> I asked Father Steve afterwards. I was like, Father, because that whole encounter with him, I was just extra awkward. And afterwards, I was like, Father Steve, I was like so awkward and just so just so. And he was like, You were completely, wonderfully yourself. (laughs) He was like, and it was delightful. (laughs) Uh, Amen. Truly delight. I think that's why, uh, that's why these things are so, that's why, that's I think why it can be a charity when we, when we talk about these things, because it's like, there, there is a certain humanity to it that is, as I, I preached again, I love the phrase. I just put it in a tweet today. I love the phrase that the bishop says when he puts the hands on the head of a man he's going to be ordaining a priest, the Holy Spirit fills all that is lacking. Hmm. You know, it's that there's a lot lacking and the Holy Spirit is going to fill all of it for his will. And it's just something so beautiful. And we're ordained to be priests, ministers, uh, mediators between God and man, offering a sacrifice, being a sacrifice, um, all the rest of it. So, amen. I will never fail to have a banter topic if I start just like sharing an awkward story every time it's my turn to banter. Anyways, amen. So that wasn't um, my turn. I just stole it. Uh, we, I wanted to uh, to answer someone on um, social media who, after listening to the podcast that came out today, right or yesterday, yesterday, yesterday <clears throat> uh, and we we we've always said that we wanted to do like, hey, these are the weird things I said last time that I want to correct this time after getting feedback from people. Um, so one of those things we, we uh, do that when it happens. Yeah, and the media team just pointed out something um, in the podcast called "What Mother?" Um, metanoia and multiplication, or the metanoia other way around. And multiplication. I, I use the example of, and I'm probably on social media more than I should be, um, but I, I do get some good stuff out of it. It does kind of reflect what other people are watching, so I'm not too ashamed of that. But do um, you know when I asked you to give Beth a reply, I meant like via text. You're just doing this. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Do it. I, I, you you told me last time that you that the Saint Thea fan said that if you see an opportunity, you just do it, do it right away. And and you know Amen. me, mother. You know that if I don't do it now, it's I'm just not going to get back. Um, so anyway, so I but I, I do think there's there's something about. So I I mentioned Mr. Beast, and I mentioned that some people were criticizing him for um, being self-serving in his charity, namely he. He uh, he does charity work, but it, it also builds up when he does that. It builds up his brand, so he's gaining more for this charity work by doing it than he would if he had not done it at all. Um, and I was just saying how we need to be careful making those accusations because even if they're true, um, if you're one of the ones who receive the fruit of his charity, it's still better for you. And those of us who are observing from afar, 
it may just look like he's doing something self-serving, and maybe he is. I don't know the man, um, but but there is something about every time we do charity, even if I don't have millions and billions of dollars, every time I do charity, there's something a bit self-serving about it, and it's really really hard to avoid that, and we shouldn't let that get in the way of actually helping other people in objective ways. Um, somebody did point out um, that that we uh, that Mr. Beast supports things that 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 we don't support. Um, um, especially when it comes to transgenderism, um, things like this, uh, and I and I, I hope you all know if you're looking for trouble in anything we say, of course you're going to find it. Um, I don't think that's what this woman was doing. I, I actually I love her heart and the fact that she was teaching us. Yeah, she seemed um, really sincere. Yeah, there was there was a beautiful sincerity. So thank you for that. We always appreciate the feedback, of course, um, and we we love we of course we love people that are participating in transgenderism. Of course we do, um, and I I would. I would die for them. I pray for them. I, I want them to be in heaven with me, of course. Um, but it, there is a sense in this world nowadays where I understand it that we tend to say, if if someone is supporting something that is that is harmful um, in some way, then we you know we we kind of avoid saying anything about them. And I actually get that. And I I don't I don't want to call myself a pro because I know that most Catholics, when they hear the name Mr. Beast, are probably gonna think of that. Are gonna think of I think one of the members of his team is now transgendered and, and I'm guessing I have not heard this, so I'm guessing Mr. Beast Mr. Beast supports their their transition. Um, which um, you know, I as much as I would love this person if I knew them and, and I can love them from afar, I I, I do not support um, and I, I think it's actually harmful to to uh, live a life of of embracing and glorifying um, the the heart of transgenderism. That that's you know you know what I mean by that. Um, so so anyway, um, but I I do I think if somebody made a critique of something that we we thought was worthy of like editing the whole thing out, we would do that. Even if even after the fact, after it came we out, we have done that. Actually, we have done yeah. that, and I and I yeah. don't and I don't <clears throat> think this is one of those things because I do think that even though there's not much nuance within social media, um, I do think that there's enough nuance there where the point could come across without in any way supporting his view on transgenderism. And again, we need to be careful with this because every every single instance needs to be discerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, I wouldn't want to support him with money, uh, maybe with views. I am supporting him, of course, because views bring in money. Um, but it's just I don't follow him or anything like that. It's just it comes up on my Instagram feed, on my stories. So anyway, um, thank you for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Um, I do believe that this is kind of a, a, a nuanced situation enough where we're not in any way supporting the evil by mentioning that topic. Um, but just uh, out of respect for those who who did think that, um, yeah, please do not think because we bring up somebody on here that we support everything they do. Um, and also, I, I get that that's how people feel nowadays. That's kind of a hard thing to avoid. But um, and please do pray for us that we understand that. And uh, yeah, don't don't support um, don't don't support things with your money and and with your attention. Um, that are are leading to evil in the world. And I don't know enough about Mr. Beast or the situation to say if he is or if his organization mm-hmm. is, but I will trust the person who, who said this. Um, but anyway, I think it's a nuanced enough situation where you, you got my point without saying that we somehow support something that is that is going against the culture of life. Yeah, we had to have a really, um, we had a conversation about this at the monastery when we were redoing our library because one of the most fruitful books I've ever read um, it was a book that you gave me, actually, Father Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, after I read it, after you'd given it to about. me, yeah. Um, and it's one of the most fruitful books I've ever read, seriously. And 
And a couple years after you gave it to me, um, some like really terrible stuff came out about the priest who wrote it. And so we had to have a conversation about like, do we keep this book in the library, like in the public library for people to see? Um, And ultimately we decided to keep it in the library, I think. Um, But it it is so nuanced. And and when I've, like, I actually lent the book recently um, to a mutual friend, Father Michael. And when I did, I was very clear. I said, just so you know, like, this priest actually, like, did some pretty terrible things. And if you look him up online, you'll see that Um, (laughs) because she hadn't heard of the priest. And and I said, but like what he wrote in this book is true. And there's a lot of like goodness and beauty and truth in this book. Um, and so anyways. I think I think I would almost like put a little disclaimer in the front of the book, you yeah, know, that's that, a good that idea. said that. I mean, there, there was a time when I, the only baseball cap I had was a Notre Dame hat. And Notre Dame had just invited um, some politician. It was like mm-hmm. giving them a award and they were very pro-choice. And so I had to go to a softball tournament full of Catholics. So I just, I, I, I put, the, I wore my Notre Dame cap because that's all I had. But I put, I, I took a piece of um, duct tape and I wrote life on it and stuck it on the, on the cap. <laughs> like just, just like, I, I'm not, I know what's going on. I yeah. do not support Notre Dame in this at all. I, I actually want to call them out on it. Of course I do, but it's the only hat I have. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of good students there. Anyway, there's nuances here that, that's and hard to explain. And you have a very sensitive bald head that burns very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, this is true as well. Um, so anyway, it, it, it's always going to be nuanced. Never worry about calling us out on these things. We appreciate hearing it. Uh, pray for us that we always do this well and that we don't um, in any way contribute to the work of the devil um, using this public platform that we have. So thank you. Um, that actually leads well into into uh, the topic I wanted to talk about. Um, and Mother, I am, I am near begging you um, not, to, not to read all the comments on our Matt Frad interview. Oh, um, no. And I, I, I just, I obviously get, I get defensive and I can tell you 99% of them are really good, but there's just a couple that are, that are criticisms that I don't think would be helpful for you to read. Um, oh, my So we, 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 we were just on Pines of the Aquinas recently <laughs> and... Uh, and and it was great. There was are we've any of them like so valid much. things that I need to actually receive? It, I'll tell you later on. Maybe okay. it's I don't. It's just yeah. It's uh, there's um, again. It's Libby was laughing last night because she's like she was so happy that one person wrote what is Father Michael's podcast because she says it was so nice to hear your name on there. Except instead of all this praise from Mother Natalia over and over. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was like ninety nine percent was just like oh my gosh she's so wonderful which I agree and you you deserve that but the one the one percent that was actually about me was was uh, was good um, but but it got me thinking you know why would someone why would someone write something like that like it, it kind of ties in what we were talking about in the last episode about subsidiarity you know is is someone posting something that's only negative on social media or on a YouTube video. And this stuff happens all the time. This is like the nature of YouTube comp boxes, of course. But people post these things that 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 are not helpful at all. They're they're just saying it to be critical. And I'm thinking, you know, now we sometimes call these bots, maybe it's tobacco's on there and it's not even a human being and they, they just post things. But but it's like some people we know that God created everything good. And that evil is just a either an absence or a 
manipulation of the good. You can't have evil out of nowhere. It had to come. God created everything good. So, so we know, therefore, that when we sin, and the fathers have said this, when we sin, we are actually seeking some good. It is misinformed, misplaced, mangled, but there's something good that we don't seek evil for evil's sake. We seek good that 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 is that is either more evil than good, or we seek a good that has been so twisted has become evil. But we're seeking the good even if it's not good mm-hmm. um, when we sin in any way. So I thought I really do think someone posting something like this it does only harm. It does no good, and I I do think it's a sin. So when when that happens. They, I know though, I know that they are seeking a good in doing that. Mm. It's a sin. So what what are they seeking? Even if they intend to hurt, even if they intend to hurt, what like there's something, they're not looking for intention to hurt for the sake of intention intending to hurt. Mm -hmm. That that brings them some sort of joy, which is evil, but it brings them some sort of joy and they see that as a good thing even though it's not. So so what is it, you know, what is it about things like this that when we especially when we when we desire to hurt others and honestly I let me, I'll just I'm going to tell you what it is in a sense cuz I, I can so stressed. I know, I'm I know. So I can stressed. see you're so stressed. <laughs> it's it all it is is all it is 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 saying words in between words. Oh, we've talked so, about this. I know we have. It's just like an um. That, that, that's what it is. And so, uh-huh. and but th- this guy just decides to post that that, and he just posts like kind of mocking us for doing that, and then that's the whole post. And it's like, okay, bro, you know, what w- what was, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. You're, you know, we're human. Of course, we do this, um, but. But what is the what is the good that's going to come? He must feel some sort of joy from saying that. Um, or he wouldn't oppose it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there's something him him seeking the something sort of good. And I think that there's if we're going to pray for this guy, that's where we start, you know. And if we want to see how Jesus is working in his life, then we need to pray because that's what I've realized. Um, you know how you say sometimes, even on our last episode, that that when I when I if I see you. In, in in my spiritual fatherhood of you kind of freaking out about something I know is going to end well and I can see it especially like because I, I trust you and I know you and I know your virtue that I know uh-huh. you're going to get through this because God loves you and because of the virtue the way virtuous way that you respond to him um, I also I also see that when when people are angry and mm-hmm. I, I I I tend to I have this bad habit of of trying to like I, I try not to smirk because when somebody's angry, I can see like I've become after being a priest for 18 years, I can say, I don't put everybody's opinion before mine anymore. It used to be the case that if I disagree with somebody, I would have to fight their urge to say, well, they must be right and I must be wrong. I know that's a tendency with some personality styles and that's definitely mine. Um, but But that's just not the case anymore because I've seen not only so many people that are broken, but that almost everybody, if not everybody is broken. Everybody is broken in certain ways. And when that comes out when that has room to be expressed um that's what i see i see this these are words coming out of their brokenness it's not real and and therefore it would be absurd to really let it affect us deeply and so something like this and again we all let it affect us deeply i'm I'm not criticizing anybody who does that but but we, we have to understand logically that that 
if I was if I was acting, if I was that broken, acting that broken, that I just jump on in an anonymous account and start just making fun of people and then leave, like that's not a healthy life. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. I, I've I've started to realize that people that people that that really criticize me in my ministry or in my life or whatever it is. I have to look and I have to tell myself, do I want to be like them? If I know mm-hmm. this person, do I want to be like them? And if I don't want to be like them, then why am I taking their advice? You know, it's the people that I do want to be like, the people that come from a place of virtue, the people that I respect. If they tell me something, this, mm-hmm. this is in the Psalms, this is in the Bible, it's in the Fathers, of course. If they tell me something, then I say, I respect that. I want to change in that way. Um, but why do we get affected and I'm, I'm saying this because we all do, why do we get affected by the people that are, are just yelling out of a certain brokenness? Um, and if they were in their right mind, they wouldn't want us listening to them either. You know, they, 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 they would be horrified. And when we get to paradise and heaven, we'll probably realize, why did they listen to me? I, w- mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't said that and it's my fault, but I really wish they hadn't listened to me, even though I wanted them to at the time. Uh, do you want me to answer that question of why sure. we're affected? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it comes from a place, because I'm thinking of this particular instance, and uh, and it's it's not hurtful to me now. It was the first, so this is the second time someone has, we had someone email the podcast about it uh, like a couple years ago. And <clears throat> to say that I say um, too often or like or something like that, I don't remember exactly what it was. And it was and and the the woman who emailed she she really did seem to have our best interest in mind and she emailed and said uh mother natalia or sister natalia does this and i i literally had to stop listening to the podcast because of it and so you should just know that and i think that there's something i i think she was genuinely trying to be helpful it doesn't sound like if this guy was doing it in like a mocking yep. way it sounds like it he wasn't was trying to be helpful way, yeah. uh, but and i'm assuming it's a man <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> men do that. I'm just being sexist. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. But when this woman when this woman sent it, it was it was hard for me to hear. It was it was something that I really tried to to take seriously and to be attentive to. And I ultimately just realized I I just can't. It's so yeah. formed at this point in my life. I tried to be attentive while we were recording to not doing it. And in trying to be attentive to it, I was just forgetting <laughs> what I was saying. Yep. And yep. and I like couldn't make my points because I was being so attentive to not saying the word um, I couldn't remember the rest of the words in my mind. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. it was just terrible. And and so I realized if I'm going to fix this for recording, the only way it's going to happen is if I fix it in the rest of my life. Hmm. And I just have so many like more important things in my life that I'm trying to fix that mm-hmm. are actually sin <laughs> that I I don't have the time and the energy to do that. And so then I became okay with it. I think that the reason that like it still hurts a little bit to hear it from this guy even in this mocking way uh because it's poking at an actual insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Like I never wanted to do this podcast when you first asked me because I feel like I'm ineloquent. I feel like I'm not good at public speaking. I already have all of these insecurities. And and so like this this pokes at that, but but only for for a moment until I can remember like if we take what he's saying and and we take it the implications of it. The implications are someone doesn't have something worthy to be shared with the world if they're not a gifted speaker. 
uh, right? Like if if you, yeah, I don't even think he thinks that deeply. It doesn't seem that. I mean, right, I, I don't want to demonize saying, the guy, but yeah, right. But I'm saying like that's absurd. Like even if he was yeah. being, even if he was being sincere, the yep. implication is that uh, maybe I have beautiful things in my heart to share, but because I'm not a gifted speaker, I can't share them on pines with Aquinas <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, and to just think of of Moses and Aaron, mm-hmm. and when Moses first is protesting, God is like, "Just do it." And then Moses keeps protesting, and God says, "Really, seemingly for Moses's sake, I'll give you Aaron. Like, I'll give you someone to speak mm-hmm. to 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 be your mouthpiece." And um, and so, but but I the the point that I'm trying to make is like it's a real insecurity oftentimes that that people are tapping into even if it's not the insecurity they think they're tapping into um i'm i'm not insecure about just the fact that i say like and um i'm insecure about the fact that i'm not a good public speaker and <laughs> in general and so this is just oh well look he's pointing out one aspect of that right and so i think that whatever it is when there's a negative criticism we can read into that like we're seeing it through whatever insecurity lens is and um, and and it seems to just confirm something we already negatively believe about ourselves. I've had enough experience at this point of seeing the fruitfulness of our podcast mm-hmm. and the fruitfulness of my interviews with Pines with Aquinas that I can kind of overcome that. But I think that until you have that confidence and you see the truth of God working in your life, uh, until you have that confidence, then then things can like hit home more quickly and and more securely and. Yeah, that's kind of a long explanation, but yeah, and I also just want to say that it's I, I'm pretty sensitive to to the way that people feel and not saying things that are going to be too hurtful to them. But I do want to build you up, mother, because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have told that to most people. Mm. To tell them that that was the case, you know. I but but I I know that you, I know that you have the confidence to to handle that. Just like you know is good because you understand people's brokenness you understand where that can come from you understand your own your own fruitfulness in in many ways uh, so there's there's something about that but I, I I think the the point I want to make is not just to point these things out but to say as as always when we understand this about people that that they are seeking even if they do something like that that can that can enrage us and like of course I get defensive. You know, I've already looked up the guy. I have his address. Like, watch out, dude. Um, just kidding. Um, it's <laughs> funny like, because I, you never get defensive over yourself. You only get defensive when it's about me. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I'm sure I would if the right opportunity came up. I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm immune to that, but yes. Um, but like, so I, I get defensive, of course. But then there's a, but it it is helpful to me, and that's why I brought up this topic. It is helpful to me to say this man is just seeking. Good. It's selfish. It's evil. But he's seeking the good. That allows me to forgive him more quickly and to get less defensive. It also helps in in my own life to say when I sin, the devil is going to try to convince me that I am like him. The devil is going to try to convince me that I'm doing something evil for the sake of evil, and I'm not. Um, and and I think that's a good a good way to also deflect the attacks of the devil to say. I need to continue to work. I need to be abhorred by my sin because it is evil. But at the same time. It's it's much easier to process when I say, even at the beginning when I started sinning, when I now when I'm sinning, I'm still in a sense seeking after the good. I just need to 
remove myself, put myself second, not see my own pleasure or my own affirmation or my own, um, you know, desire for greatness as the good that I'm seeking. There's a different good I need to be seeking. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you, but also, um, I'm usually pretty good at seeing what the good could be that someone's seeking. And I think I'm missing it in this case. And so, uh, you only have like five more minutes, and I want to know what you think the good might have been that he was seeking. That he was seeking. I, yeah. I think. I think he. I think if he was listening to this podcast, um, right now he would see, um, how much time and energy we've put into his comment, and he would feel that that makes him important. Okay. I think if if he if he imagined, and this is just judging because I have no idea, but this mm-hmm. is this is if I was doing that, if I was putting posting stuff like that, if I had that brokenness that he does, and I was doing that, that's what I would be seeking. So that that's okay. all I'm just basing it on. But I th- I think when I was so young, he's seeking to know the the truth of the goodness about himself. No, like he's, he, he's he's seeking to be important. Well, no, maybe I mean, what's the actual good that he's seeking? Even if he doesn't know, that's what his he's seeking. Feeling of importance. I'm not right. saying this is actual good. I'm saying this is, oh. he sees it as good. He sees but it as good. But even when we sin, I think we're seeking an actual good. Yeah, so maybe I, he I think thinks he's seeking, seeking importance and what he doesn't know that he's seeking yeah. is actually his own worth. Like he's God, actually. You're right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. God wants us to feel important, but mm-hmm. he wants us to feel important and, and effective in the world. You know, me and my buddy, when we were growing up, when we were young and immature, we would, we would it's almost like I get why people tag storefronts. I get why they tag buildings. Why? Because they want to drive by and see that they've affected the world. Look, mm-hmm. I have, look, people see my tag and I have affected their life. I, I am I am in a sense important by having affected someone's life. And when this is taken to an extreme, people will do horrible things mm-hmm. um, to to affect someone else's or some people's lives. I've said it before. I can tell you as a priest and a pastor, if if someone does not feel that if someone who's very broken in this way does not feel that that they're affecting me in a positive way, they will try to affect me in a negative way because it's not about positive or negative. That's the important thing. It's just, do I affect this person? So if 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 we're broken a certain way, if we make somebody mad, that makes us feel good. Look, mm-hmm. I've affected their life. And if we feel so out of control that we're not actually affecting people's lives, then we just feel unimportant. What was the word you used? Um, um Worthy, significant, um, worthy, significant. There was something else, but like it, the, all of this should come from uh, uh, with the gratitude that we are created by God in love, mm-hmm. in His image and likeness, beloved of God. Um, he desires our our union with Him for all eternity. That's where these feelings. That's that that should be the good. But when we don't have those things, whether it's because what others have done to us or we've done to ourselves through sin, we seek out the surface aspects of that reality by affecting other people's lives. And if we don't feel that we're affecting them enough, if they've in a sense put up boundaries to to protect themselves from our definition of what it means to feel important to them, we will try to hack, if if we're unhealthy in this way, we'll try to affect, we'll try to hack away those boundaries to make them mad or angry or something like this. And somebody who's, when when we, when we're on when we're on a, a a podcast that has a certain level of popularity like like you know um, Pines of the Quintus does, there's going to be people that are envious that are going to say well, I'm more eloquent than them. I like why why aren't I on there? I want I want to be mm-hmm. getting the attention, whatever it is. And I think when so they they think in a sense that since we have what they want, 
therefore we we're not affected by their comments or if mm-hmm. we are affected by their comments then that then they've haha I've affected someone that has this big platform um so there's in a sense but I but that's the tragedy of it the tragedy of it is is that someone is just like as I've said a million times someone's seeking community by watching a TV show called community someone's seeking friends by watching a TV show called friends someone who who finds their community or friendships there they're there and they 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 must know they're kind of being deceived the same thing with this he he's finding his the importance, self-importance he should find. And again, I know I'm judging. I don't know this guy. I don't know why he did it, of course. I'm just, again, putting myself in his shoes. He's finding the the basic human need of feeling important, a basic human need. He's somehow lacking that. So he's he's trying to get people riled up. And if he can cause them to get riled up, then then it, it makes him feel important in a way that is actually evil and not good. But he's seeking the good of feeling self-important, which is what God wants us to be, or feeling important. Yeah, I just think it's, I think it's good to get, yeah, to that deeper level of not just uh, he's seeking to, I mean, exactly to where we ended up getting, but like not just getting to the point where it's he wanted to feel important, but getting deeper to that, to why did he want to feel important? I mean, actually at the um, the deepest level of mm-hmm. like we, it is, it is a very, it is a good, 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 to know our own worth, to know yes. that we are significant, to know that we are um, particularly seen by God, and so on yes. and so forth. Because if we once we can get to that deepest level, then we can start to have sympathy for someone and start to pray for them. Of like, wow, if they're acting in this way, then they're lacking something. Even if that's not exactly the right thing, as the Father say, as you started out by saying, He's seeking some sort of good. That's an actual good, even if he doesn't know that's what he's seeking. And so we can pray for them that that good be fulfilled. And it's important for us to get into the practice of that also so that we can see it in our own lives, right? Like in our own sin, what are we actually seeking out? What's the good that we're seeking? Because if we can identify that, then we can start actually going to the source and seeking the real good instead of seeking it in this perverted, twisted way. Exactly. Exactly. That that's the entire point of what I was saying. Thank you um, for that summary and that eloquence. Yeah. So it, again, it, we it, it allows us to be more understanding and forgiving of others, and more understanding and forgiving of ourselves when mm-hmm. these things come up, and allows us, I think, to be less vulnerable to the attacks of the evil one, and 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 therefore more responsive to God's love, His affirmation, and the gifts that He wants to offer us that actually are the fulfilling things. We don't need to go looking elsewhere, sometimes in evil places, for that. All right. Um, all the things, again, short 40-minute podcast today, about 40 minutes, and the third for the day. Uh, so thank you for listening. We are on all the platforms. Uh, we are on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Potter Michael O. We have a Patre- Patreon. We thank you immensely for your support. Um, certain benefits of being on Patreon, you get videos we try to send every once in a while. You get access to our our cigar locker at Chesterton's in Steubenville, Ohio. You get access to the the lounge at Chesterton's in Steubenville, Ohio if you're traveling through. Um, also, there will be other uh, benefits coming up, even like being able to watch our podcast live. All that will be experienced soon. Uh, as we record, you can watch us uh, and we'll send be sending out an email. All that's on Patreon. So go to Patreon and um, 
check us out there. The the money you give does not go to us individually, of course. It goes to our various charities for evangelization, for others' evangelization, for the poor, for the church, etc. So thank you for that support. Uh, we have a website, whatgodisnot.com. We have an email address, whatgodisnotpodcast at gmail.com. We, ha- we are on YouTube audio only. We have a Goodreads page where you can see what we're reading and we can see what you're reading and our media team um, handles that and, and lovingly guides that endeavor up in this podcast as well for the growth of the spiritual life. Yeah, thank you for all that. Thank you for supporting. Uh, prayer intentions. I'm going to ask you to pray for this dude the, whose house I'm going to burn down um, tomorrow. <laughs> so just pray that his insurance covers it and that he uh, he finds um, health and growth in this. Um, I'll be seeking good when I burn it down. I'll be seeking um, the the good of uh, of justice. Um, yeah. But yeah, pray for this guy that uh, <laughs> that that he that he finds in seriously he finds in Christ the good that he's seeking in other places. Amen. Um, and please pray when this comes out. I think I will be in Colorado on my annual home visit, and so please pray that I may have a fruitful home visit. Um, it's always uh, I always have to make a more concerted effort to. Um, to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and to pray well when I'm not in the the structure of the monastery. So please pray for me that I can do that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Three episodes in a row. We did it, Father Michael. Dundies with six minutes to go. Amen. All right. Can you please um, give us um, a blessing, the third one of the day for me? Amen. May Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, have mercy on you. May you understand God's great gift to you in the creation of this world and his creation of you, that you may see how good he is. He is the one who is good. Um, But also understand that in the dignity that he created us in, in his own image and likeness, that we can choose um, to take this good um, and in God's great humility allows us to take this good to mangle it to twist it to mutate it into something that is evil um, but that we were created to seek that which is good and that we do even when we sin even if it's our own definition and therefore evil may you be quick to forgive and may our Lord teach you how to do that throughout the course of your life to forgive yourself to forgive others who has hurt you um, to find fatherhood in our Lord, to find a motherhood in the mother of God, uh, to find brothers and sisters in your Christian family, even if you don't have those biologically. Uh, May our Lord be the source of all goodness and affirmation and confidence and humility and conviction and holiness in your life. And may you see him as the one source of all of that and with gratitude receive what he wants to offer you. Um, may you continue to grow in, as you purge your own sin and to pray for those, for us who are also trying to purge our sin to make it less harmful in this world and the kingdom of God. May our Lord give you everything you need always and everywhere to grow holiness and to be in union with him, ultimately the salvation of your soul. May our Lord bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.